All wings report in. Housedog, standing by. Mother Goose, standing by. Lock S foils in attack position. Animal squadron ready for battle. Well, hello there, and welcome back to the Animal Squadron podcast. I am, I guess, one of your side hosts now. I don't know. I've been gone for so long, but I'm back again. Uh, it's me, House Dog. I am finally back from work, and with me, as always, your Harry's co-host, the one, the only Mother Goose. Welcome back. Hello, everybody. And you know, I've been gone for so long. I don't think I'll, I'll I'll say that I hate him or discourage having him here. I'm just glad to be back and you know what? I guess I have missed him a little bit. Even though he's chewed up all the droids that we've sent to repair the ship. That's right. I listen to the episodes that I'm not Hell on. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's our our one and our only our our goofy little Minoc. Low tech tuck back up in this chewing on wires, yeah. killing droids like it's my job. Beating up droids like they owe me money. Your main man. I'm back. What you know, I think I think this could work out in our favor, you know? <laughs> if somebody shouldn't send droids to take our uh, ship apart, I think we're covered. You know, it's just amazing that even during my absence, the legend of the Minoc has grown past what it should have ever been. Yeah. It was a joke. Now it's reality. That's the way it this is. This is true to our hearts. Yep. Always in our hearts. Indeed um, it is. <laughs> well, House Dog, you haven't been here in a little bit. You want to tell everybody what uh, what we're talking about today? Uh, we're still on the Bad Batch somehow. I was hoping I would go and come back and we wouldn't be talking about it. But we are. <laughs> is this is this your, like, Rogue One's your movie you don't want to watch? Bad Batch is your series? Not really. I, in fact, um, today's going to be interesting because I didn't watch any of the episodes I was supposed to because I was too busy watching the season two episodes. Hell yeah. Uh, T-Nell, did you watch the episodes? Uh, Just me, huh? <laughs> Just me, huh? I read some recaps and I watched them like two, three weeks ago. Nice. Okay. So I, I think that counts. You know, I think that counts. I mean, while while I walk at night, I do turn on Bad Batch, and I've been yeah. kind of wa- watching them here and there. But why is Tuck a seventy-year-old man <laughs> on my nightly walks while eating my wheat toast? I watch Bad Tuck's Batch. On, Tuck's on that grind. Are you are you, t- tell me you don't walk around the neighborhood in your jeans like tell me you, you at least like put on a pair of like athletic shorts or I, I, I can't pants. tell you that I can't tell you that <laughs> it is true uh, jeans and if I'm wearing a sweater I keep the sweater on because I don't want to have to do more laundry it might get cold out there on your 15 minute walk too it, it might it might it's an hour it's an hour oh okay <laughs> <laughs> As long I as walk you don't a few get miles. Sick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can't be getting sick. Hell yeah, exactly. the homies, exactly. Uh, well, great. I, uh, you know, I did watch them, but I didn't really take notes. So we'll see what happens. Uh, just as a little recap, today we are talking about uh, episodes two through six of season one. So that'll be cut and run, replacements, cornered, rampaged, and decommissioned. Ah, uh, yes, those classic episodes. Yes. 
all right. So should we start with uh, Cut and Run? Season yeah. two's heating up. If you guys have watched it yet, I don't know if you have or not. I've seen a few I, episodes. I'm waiting to watch them till we make it to season two in our review because I know if I watch them now, I'm not going to want to watch them when it comes time to review them. Yeah, so hot take here before we get into it. Not a super big fan of Bad Batch. Interesting. Do you want to, I mean, I know we can't really talk about season two too much without spoiling anything, but uh, what's, uh, why not? I don't know. Um, You know, whenever we got him in Clone Wars, and again, I was listening, so yes, if you have any Clone Wars questions, I'm back. Hell yeah. Um, uh, In Clone Wars, whenever they got introduced, I thought they were super cool. I thought, you know... Um, we were going to get a, a better look at elite clone forces and we did for sure. And now they have their own show, but like, you know, you got Gregor back in like season four of clone wars. He was a clone commando, which whenever he showed up, I was like, sweet, we're going to get clone commandos. We're going to get more into like special units and stuff like that. And Gregor did live into rebels. So he showed up again, but we haven't really now bad batch is just kind of about their family and what they're going through like their little makeshift family which is i mean star wars is it's all about found family and everything um not a super big fan of omega like tuck um the only thing i can think about is like it it's cool that jango fett has a sister yeah or boba fett excuse me not jango that Boba has a sister, but I'm I'm trying to like figure out what's her place going to be in the galaxy eventually. Like, how do they continue with her and her story? Because I know Dave Filoni will surprise me and give me the answers to all my questions, and I will be proven wrong. But I I don't see how her story really goes past this series. Whenever it does finally come to its conclusion, maybe she'll be we- a video game character, or she'll get a comic book series about her adventures. Because I mean. Obviously, the Bad Batch is going to end eventually. Clone right. Force I'm, 99 I'm, is going to end eventually because they don't show up in Rebels. Um, right. Yeah, or anything else. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're all going to die. Yeah. They're going to Rogue One us. I, I think that could be a possibility. Either that or, you know, it'd be cool for them to get a video game in the likeness of uh, the clone uh, commando uh, game that we had years ago. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome. But yeah, not a, not a super big fan of bad batch, but I was, I was really surprised whenever season two came out, I was uh, on vacation in uh, with my wife visiting her family. And we had just gotten back from like snowboarding that day and I'm an old man and my body was broken after just one day on the mountain and but I did do a full day I did a full day of snowboarding which I also hadn't snowboarded in about 15 years so lots of falling anyways long story short cut to me in a bathtub watching season two of Bad Batch and I was more surprised I like season two um, there are some good moments in season one, but season season two's all right. It's nice. not it's not blowing me out of the water, but um, we'll see where it goes. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to watch it. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I the couple of episodes I saw like up until now are are good. Um, nice. But it is kind of more of the same. Like Bad Batch at this point to me, I think I agree with Mac that like it's it is a little bit of a one-dimensional series. Mm-hmm. Um however, I I like how they played the characters. The characters are good. The lines are good. The production quality is good. It's just, you know, I, I think if you wanted it to be about um, being a really cool special ops unit, then this show's not for you. But if you wanted it to be like a family-friendly action comedy then the show might be for you. That's pretty yeah. much it. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I think we need I think we need to like see them do some more specialized things. Like really showing like we, we talked about it last week, but like there was the whole reinforcement scene where the clones were like, Oh, you're just bringing five guys and then it was Clone Force ninety nine and they saved the day. But like I, I would love to see a little bit more more of that. Yeah, like I think this reputation's like it's forced on them but I don't think we actually get to see why they have the reputation that much. Right. We just get to Which, see like, oh boy, it's Bad Batch, and then they kick butt, and that's it. But like we, we don't really get to know like a whole lot of their origin or like why yeah. the Republic counts on them so much. Why the Empire? Well, no, we do get to understand like why the Empire comes to trust them. But like, but the Republic anyway. Like we don't know like where they came from, what their origin story is, and it's just like. We we're just told that they're awesome, and then we're just shown yeah. them, and that's it. Yeah. Right, definitely some more background on them would be nice, and I think right now, at least with season one, um, it's kind of hard because they're on the run. They can't be they can't be like in open warfare against the Empire. Like there's just six yeah. of them or yeah. five of them. You know they're they're not gonna make it. Yeah, that's yeah. what makes me kind of sad of it is how they got brought in so late. Right into the into the universe that you didn't, you know, there weren't those special arcs where Clone Force ninety nine got to be involved more in the war. I mean, you know that you get stories of like why they are who they are and what they do, but there's only a couple episodes of them in Clone Wars. Right. Yeah. And then um, that's it. Yeah, but hopefully we'll we'll see what happens and what Dave Filoni's got up his sleeves. Um. I mean, let's be well, real. At this point, we're all just waiting for Mandalorian season three. Yeah, which is going <laughs> to yeah. be amazing. Yeah. Uh, so I guess uh, what I'll do is I'll just we can go through the episodes. I'll give you guys just a little recap on what happens, and then we can talk about it. Um, so cut and run. Uh, this is where this is the first ep- This is the second episode. So first one after the aftermath. Um, and they're trying to find help, and they go to a clone deserter and his family. Uh, and they have to... Uh, I can't remember this clone's name. I'm sorry. Cut. Uh, but, say that again? Cut. C-U-T. Cut. Cut. Yeah. Uh, nice. Uh, so they they get there. Uh, they interact with him. And essentially the story is just them trying to get his family chain code so they could get off. Also, Hunter's struggling with if he wants to let Omega... If they should keep Omega or let them go with this family. Well, this is also... Didn't we see this family in Clone Wars? 
Didn't this guy desert in Clone Mm -hmm. Wars? See, I'm back, baby. I'm back. Hell yeah. um, Yes. It's the one where... Rex is hurt. And so is Anakin. Uh, Mm -hmm. They're both jacked up at the same time. Yeah. And they have to get help and they wander upon this farm and they find that it's a clone. Yep. Yeah. Yep, and they have two really annoying kids. Right. Which, it really bothered me. I was like, timeline-wise, this doesn't make sense. There's no way these kids are this old. But it's, he's just their stepdad. He's not their biological father. You sure about that? I am. Yeah, I looked it up because it was really bothering me when I was watching through Clone Wars. You sure Twi'leks don't just age fast? Maybe. (laughs) I mean, maybe they, I mean, they're what, like 10 at this point? I don't even Even know. I I think honestly like seven. Yeah, I don't think they're that old. Doubling age. That's still a little. Yeah, the Clone Wars didn't last that long. Right, yeah, and this was pretty early on in the Clone Wars, too. This is like season two or three, I think. Which even then, the Clone Wars timeline is all messed up because they bounce around like an anime. Yes! Yes. Anyway, um, I personally really like this episode. I liked Hunter's struggle with like trying to decide if he wants to be this father figure or if he should pass Omega on. Um I think that was my favorite part of the episode. It was nice seeing more Clone Wars characters again. It's always like, aha, I know I know those people. I know those guys. But, um, yeah, what did you guys think? I mean, I agree. It's always nice to see old characters. Like, excuse me, finally, like in Rebels, whenever all the old clones came back and we got to see Rex mm-hmm. again and Gregor and Commander Wolf and all those guys. So, I yeah. agree. It's always good to see new faces um, Dave Filoni always presents a, a great story of fatherhood and what it means to be a, a father in someone's life, which is, you know, a huge story in Star Wars in, his, in and of itself. And Hunter already has so much pressure on trying to hold the team together now that things in the galaxy aren't really certain anymore. Right. Yeah, I mean, really, as far as this episode goes, I... um. I also want to say, too, like with Omega, it makes you, I think, her character gets more depth here, just because it's evident, like, whenever the other kids want to play with her, like, it's obvious that she's never been a kid before. Yeah, right. Um, Like, she doesn't know how to play games, she doesn't know what flowers smell like, she doesn't know what are dangerous animals and what are not dangerous animals. She has no idea. Um, and I think that's like one thing that really adds to her character. Um, I think that's a big part of this episode, honestly, like the chain codes. I mean, it's clear that the empire's getting worse. Mm hmm. I mean, it's also cool that we finally get to see, like we've heard chain codes in star Wars for a long time, but now we're actually seeing like how they were implemented and how they got brought in. And it's basically, you know, just a serialization of everyone in the galaxy so that you can track and have a hold on everyone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And isn't it ironic that like, you know, that's one of the main things that the clones fought for was being individualized. Mm -hmm. And then not even 10 years later, no, not even a year later. Well, not even two years later. It's, it's being stripped from them. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, it's ironic. Yeah, and I th- it's crazy. I think that's something they talk about in this episode. Uh, 
I think so. This one or the Maybe. next one? There's, yeah. They specifically talk about the chain codes. Uh, Echo and Tech are talking about it and how crazy it is that they wanted so hard to be separated from their numbers, and now everybody just wants a number. I think that's the next one. Gotcha, gotcha. I think. Um, something between, I mean, um, the aftermath and then this episode made me really start thinking about the fact that, like, people definitely knew that about the Empire. I Like, I don't think they knew about Palpatine's evil plan to kill the Jedi. I don't think they knew that he was ruling both sides of the uh, the Civil War, but um, I, I definitely think Tarkin and some uh, other higher-ups knew and were already planning that, like, okay, there's going to be a change in the galaxy. How would you How would you change it, you know? Yeah. Because they, they just implement these changes so fast. Like, we talked about it last week. The clones are almost immediately all in just, like, their basic white, non-painted armor. This episode, we get to see the chain codes. Like, things are just happening so fast. Yeah, and I think that's a very cool detail that we get that, you know, we've always known that the change happened really quickly from moving to the Republic to the Galactic Empire, but I don't think we ever realized that it was this quick. Right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and also uh, I think it does a good job of making it more realistic. Because um, always empires, governments that rule for a long time, governments that are far-reaching um, in their control, propaganda is a major, major, major part of that. And then also, too, I mean, you have to destroy individualism in order to control. Um, mm-hmm. You must make a unified front that people can get behind in order to control the galaxy, and that's very much what the Empire's doing. Um, they're doing an excellent job of it. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's one thing that's really cool, like, in the Star Wars books, like, you get more of the propaganda and, like, how people mm-hmm. feel about it. And I think that's something that's missing from... The Star Wars universe. I mean, we get it in Rebels, like the propaganda piece and everything like that. But they go really deep into the books and how people are like, everyone understands that Palpatine is a master of propaganda. Yeah. And in the universe, in the, you know, cinematic universe or the show universe, you, you still do get elements of that, but just not as deep. You get it from very like small point of view, like with Bad Batch, it's obviously just the clones and they're like well, we know this didn't go this way. This is not how it happened. Like, everybody in the galaxy is being snowed, and they just don't realize it. But everything is moving so quickly that you can't stop it. The The ball has already started rolling and picking up momentum. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like, I mean, if I got everyone to believe that the Rebels and the Jedi were evil and not to be trusted... I think it'd be pretty hard, especially if you give it some time, a couple months, a couple years, then everyone's going to believe that. And that's a hard mm-hmm. thing to overturn. Well, yeah. I mean, a really cool thing that the show does too is, you know, it makes um, like that those moments in the original films, like A New Hope, where, you know, Luke and Ben are talking at points and the Jedi are, you know, non-existent. Like they're this old 
religion you know like even han says it that the jedi were just this hokey old religion of you know conjurers and wizards of fake magic and stuff and you're like dude you were alive during like the very tail end of this how do you what do you mean i mean it just goes to show how well palpatine's plan went and right how easy it is to rewrite history yeah absolutely yeah yeah uh, shall we start talking about the next episode? I I think we should because we've somehow gotten into politics, history, uh, Nexus religion. So <laughs> yeah, well we'll see. Maybe we get we'll get into there by the end. Uh, so this next the next episode is replacements. This is the episode where we see Crosshair's new team and they get sent on uh, their first mission. Uh, essentially, Tarkin is testing them to see if they could do what the clone or Clone Force ninety nine couldn't do. Uh, we also have another story of uh, the Bad Batch. Their ship gets... Uh, something go- goes wrong with the ship, and they crash land, and they have to get a part, but some alien creature stole the part, and Hunter and Omega have to go uh, find it. Uh, I will admit the side, the actual Bad Batch story part of this episode was not my favorite, uh, but I really enjoyed uh, Crosshair's new team, the dy- dynamics behind them um i like that we saw early on that uh some of the humans were just like uh yeah if you clones were actually good then you wouldn't be replaced and they had a really big ego um and then my favorite moment i think in bad batch uh, at least season one overall is at the end where one of the humans tries to stop crosshair from killing civilians and he's like no we're not doing this and he turns to everyone else and was like hey I'm in I'm in control now. Let's do what I say and Crosshair just kills him. Yeah, bad idea to cross the guy that you know can shoot anyone. Yeah. Yeah, and is gem- genetically modified to do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um I I really like I said I really liked this episode. Um I really liked specifically crosshair side the bad batches side it was okay i mean they go and they find the part um i and i think this is the episode where omega gets her own room at the end i thought that was sweet yay i thought so omega's too. a part of the family yeah, yeah. and also Kick. like the how it's the the turret and they changed it into her room yeah it's mm-hmm. that's sweet they give up a part of the ship for her. I mean, right that's, yeah that's cute Oh, one thing that I love from when I was gone is Tucker's impressions of Omega. Tick. Tick. Hunter. Ricky. Crosshair. No, I like, I think Crosshair is probably like one of the most compelling individuals in the show. He's got the best storyline out of anybody. Mm hmm. Yeah. No, he's. He is honestly, I mean, as far as his turn to, um, the, the dark side, quote unquote, it's, that was such a surprise to me, honestly. I really thought that, um, based on him in the Clone Wars and him in that first episode, you can always see, of course, that he's a rule follower, Mm -hmm. but that he would turn this far was a surprise to me. It really was. Um, just because I thought he was enough of a rule follower 
to where he would follow Hunter. Um, I mm. thought he would follow Hunter into oblivion. But that's, I think that's not the case. Yeah, in my opinion, I for me, it wasn't that hard of a thing to see coming because, you know, Crosshair and Hunter already have that. I wouldn't say rivalry, but, they, you know, they kind of butt heads in. Yeah. I think there's always been animosity in the team between those two because, you know, Hunter was engineered to have those leadership skills to. I mean, if you think of them like a, a pack of animals, like Hunter is obviously the alpha. And of course, underneath the alpha is going to be the one always challenging. Yeah. But we'll, well, we'll also, never win. And, you know, yeah, usually yeah. that person, whenever, or that animal, whenever you look at packs and things like that, that second that just can't beat the alpha usually does get ousted out of the group and forms their own pack that they can be the leader of. Yeah, well, and Hunter is the immovable object, and Crosshair is the unstoppable force. Yeah. In a lot of ways. And it creates this paradox that they're just always fighting each other. Yeah. And I, I think this episode does a really good... Uh, it's a really good setup for what's to come next, their eventual showdown. Um, you know, especially Crosshair getting his own team. Uh, I really like the moment at the end of the episode where him and his team come in and they go to the Bad Batch's room and they're, you know, everyone's picking out their bed and, you know, Crosshair just kind of gives them a look, doesn't say anything, and just goes and sits in his bed. Yeah. What about yeah. what about his new armor too? He gave up his cool armor for like this lame empire armor and I'm like, dude, why wouldn't you keep it? I I think it's symbolic, you know? I I agree his his original armor was better, but I think this is just like I'm a new man, leader of my own team. Yeah, but even then like he didn't even believe in his own team. Like he was given these normal people and he's like, yeah, none of you are good enough to be here. Right, yeah. You'll either all die or I'll kill you by my own hand at some point. Yeah, yeah and it's I uh, don't know. It's, it's, it's see what happens. It's that classic example of the best players aren't always the best coaches. Right. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's just always comparing them to himself, and we talked they're about not it him. a little bit. Yeah. Last week, Crosshair is definitely not a good leader. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, you guys got anything else on this episode? No, we can go on. Great. Uh, the next one is Cornered. This is the first episode where we get to see Finnick. Uh, essentially, she's sent by the Camino cloners to get Omega. A um, couple things we see in this episode. They're trying to buy some parts for the ship, uh, to I think, to scramble their codes. Uh, they pretend that Echo's a robot for 3,000 <laughs> credits yep and he thought he was uh, worth five thousand yep 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 i do remember this episode uh, <laughs> omega uh essentially runs into finnick because her toy gets stolen which i thought was very sad yep um and yeah really the second half of the episode is just saving omega from finnick yep the return of what finnick shand think? yeah again I really like this episode. I um, it was cool to see Finnick. I I again, the uh, I know that guy. I know him. Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. Well, and also Finnick is a very cool bounty hunter. Um, mm-hmm. Star Wars, especially in the past, well, actually always, always Star Wars has had strong female characters, and Finnick yeah. is just another one to add to that list. Um, For sure. She's For cool sure. in every definition of the word. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I really, I like Finnick a lot, and getting to see her was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Because we had just that? gotten her in uh, Mandalorian and Boba Fett. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So during that break in between then, we get her in uh, Clone Wars, which I know was a big deal whenever it uh, first dropped. I remember seeing right. like the animation for her and everybody was losing their mind and everything, which, hey, you want to add more characters across platforms? Go ahead. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I feel like them trying to sell uh, Echo is something that we would do. For for we would try to sell Tuck. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, Tucker. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tucker. Beep boop beep boop. <laughs> Give me those parts, please. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, Echo. You know he frees the droids that he was there with, and they help them fix the ship. Yeah. I mean, the but only difference. Like- well, is instead of trying to sell Tuck for, you know, the the guy would probably say, I'll take him for five, and we'll say, no, he's probably worth around three. <laughs> I would say at least ten. I'd highball you, Tuck. <laughs> well, that's what happened to, uh, that's what happened to Echo. I mean, originally yeah. it started at ten, and it was like to- five, then it was like three, and he's like, you better not sell me, and he's like, sorry, buddy. <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh, I feel like that's mm-hmm. what happened to me. I, I, honestly, but I feel like you two, uh, you two fellers, whom I love so much, would probably sell me for a hundred credits if it meant getting the the ship parts. I would sell you for Listen. a hot dog and no ship parts. <laughs> Listen, Tuck, I would go for higher. But if that's all we needed was a hundred credits to fix the ship, maybe. Would you sell me for a hot dog and no ship parts? <laughs> no, Tuck. Like Mac, never. are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> Listen, I, I knew I know that eventually you would get yourself out of the prison that we sold yeah, you into. True. It's true. It's true. I would. And who could turn down a nice hot dog? <laughs> we Listen, if Max sells you, I will I'll make sure you get out somehow. It's too late. Max said he'd sell me for a hot dog. I'm leaving. I'm oh, leaving. Man. Uh, but then also I can be get, bought for a hot dog too. So if you guys make bad. a hot dog, I'll come back. But when we move on to the next episode, <laughs> I'm not ready. Um, but yes, what what did you guys think of this episode? Any any other thoughts? It was like in some ways watching this series afterward. Um, it was Obi Wan esque, you mm-hmm. know, just like. Uh, Chasing a kid around the city, trying to save him. Um, and all the, the hijinks that goes along with that. Phoenix, awesome. Watching that speeder bike chase was cool. Um, you don't really get a whole lot of car chases in, in, in Star Wars. And getting to see one was is pretty neat. Yeah. I mean, it also I, I, adds depth to Hunter. I mean, now he has accepted that role from... You know, where he was questioning himself in, in episode two. Now he's like, she's a part of the family. Like, we have to go get her. Yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, yeah, he's, oh. if she went back with Finnick, how bad would it really be? 
I don't I don't know because the Camino cloners have made it clear that they they want her to so they can keep making clones. So I mean I don't think they'd hurt Omega, but I don't think she'd have a good life either. Uh, I think they would. I think they would mm. just because you don't necessarily have to have a completely intact human being to get their DNA. Well, and that's so I, depressing. I, I think I think they would. I think they would hurt her if they felt like they needed to. Listen, well, I'm just glad I'm not the one causing emotional trauma this episode. <laughs> something I've been trying to wrap my head around is, you know, like I said, Mandalorian is coming up, and I know we're talking about Bad Batch, but it, you know, part of it is Bad Batch too. Is you know the cloning stuff that we got in mm-hmm. Mandalorian for the past two seasons is like. Was Omega going to be part of that plan as well? And if so, then why did the Emperor do what he does to Kamino? We can talk about that when we get to it, you know, later. But I'm just trying to wrap my head around it all. And yeah. my small brain can't do it. Yeah, I I suffer from room temperature IQ. You know, and it's um, it's not easy trying to understand the Kamino stuff. <laughs> I've never heard that before, and I love it because I, it completely makes sense to me. Because I completely understand where you're coming from. I'm just smart enough to put you know simple things together, but these grand ideas elude me. Yeah, if it's if it's that like eighty IQ level, I I can't do it. I know that's not even that high of a score, but I'm just not yeah. that smart. <laughs> at, at this point, I've just kind of given up because I've you know. We've talked about it, the sequels. I got my expectations too high, and a lot of the reasons I don't like them is my own fault for, you know, coming up with ideas on where I think it's going and then being mad when it doesn't happen. So, yeah, where it goes, it goes, right? Yep, yeah, and I do like the cloning thing, though. I I will say, whenever it's all done, like in the next couple of years, whenever we finally get, like, the complete process, how it works, I think it's going to be very mm-hmm. interesting. But just right now, yeah. I just I it's so early. I just don't know if I can put it together yet. You know, I know, and we yeah. only got a little bit of it in Obi Wan, and I wanted so yeah, much right. more. Maybe season two, my friend. Maybe, maybe season two. Maybe the new Jedi game will answer some of those clues as well. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Yeah, like, I mean, I I know how loosely cloning works. Like I know you can take a like DNA from something. And put it in a living thing and make a baby that comes out. Mm-hmm. But that's pretty much that's pretty much all I got as far as like how, yeah. how cloning works. So I, I would really love if they would just do something for uh myself and my smooth brain friends to uh to try to try to explain it better. Just give us a ten minute PowerPoint. That's all we need. Yep, ten minute Lots of pictures, <laughs> not so many words. Yeah, we don't. We don't yeah. read. We don't read here. We read on like a sixth That's grade a level. That's a lot of words. That's pretty much it. And I'm not reading them. <laughs> Explain it to me like I'm a five year old. Yep. That. Yeah. And also, it better be each word better be like you know. I I think I can tolerate a maximum of like six letters. Six letters. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's about all I can do. Um. I will say I th- I do think that this episode probably my least favorite out of the five that we or I should say I watched for this episode. Hey, I watched them. It's just been a couple weeks. That's all. Yeah, I have the memory of an tech. elephant. <laughs> an of elephant, course, of course. What are you talking about? 
Uh, well then, if you got a memory of the elephant, you want to tell us what happens in the next episode? Is this where Cad Bane comes back? Mm-mm. Oh. It's later. I think that's, like, going to be next Animal Squadron episode, isn't it? Next Animal Squadron. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, or maybe even the last part, honestly. I feel like Cad Bane is a, comes later. I could be wrong. Um, okay, and... So next episode, this is Rampage. Uh, this is probably my favorite. Oh, wait. Uh, is this with the baby Rancor? This is with the baby Rancor. What did I tell Moochie. you? Memory like an elephant. <laughs> Memory like an elephant. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, and also I love, I love that in um, Bad Batch, Mandalorian, and Boba Fett, we've had a lot more Rancor content. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I like sure. how it's become our monster as a Star Wars community. That's just become yeah. our favorite. There was a Rancor Mandalorian? At the end, I think. Or was that just Boba Fett? That's just Boba Fett. I think Fett. that's just that's Boba Fett. That's the end Fett. of Boba oh. Fett, where it becomes the Mandalorian. But yeah, I'm guessing... It all runs together for that reason, but go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> I'm guessing we will see that Rancor again in Mandalorian Season 3. I'd be really surprised if we don't. Where he rides it like a panther. Yeah. Like a banta. <laughs> like a banta. <laughs> um, so this is the episode where we meet, uh, I think it's Sid. Yes. Uh, who yep. essentially becomes a very important character later. I wrote down, we're looking for someone, and they ask the person we're looking for trope. Because uh, they walk in and they ask Sid, hey, we're looking for Sid. Mm. Who's a Trandoshan? Yep. And You're she's right. also not big and muscular like the other Trandoshans. Well, this is like yeah. the first time we have ever seen a female Trandoshan. I know, yeah. So yeah. are they all are they all built like her? Or are they or is she a small one? I don't know. Maybe it's because she's we'll old. Just have to find out. That's what I was thinking, is that she was a little older. Maybe. Yeah. Um I I really like that Sid has a soft point soft spot for omega um and i also loved her roast of the clones where she says what are you fresh out of the tube (laughs) well i mean the galaxy did not look kindly upon the clones for the greater right you know yeah masses i also Uh, love how she gives them all little nicknames i don't know if it's this in, mm -hmm. in, in this episode or later but like you know calling tech goggles or calling hunter um Tall, dark, and broody, or calling Wrecker muscles or stuff like that. I, I think that's funny. I think yeah. that's really funny. I I really like Sid. I think she's probably my favorite character that they introduced in this series. Really? Yeah. Like maybe not my favorite of the whole out of the whole cast, but favorite and favorite that is a new character for this series. So above Omega, um, definitely above. Crosshair's team. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so uh, she gives them their first mission, uh, and they go to save Moochie, which they're told is a kid. Um, and he is. The, what are what are they, Mac? Zagorians? The slavers? Oh, I think there's Zagarians. Oh, the Zagarians. The, the, the cat, cat people. people? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there's yes. Zygarians. Uh, you may want to double check, but I think it's Zygarian. Gotcha. Yeah, I'll look that up. Um, our boys get captured, and through um, 
mischief Omega, you know, she lets the Rancor free and saves the day. And I think uh, we were all, yeah. like, it, it wasn't, it was in like a closed cage, right? Like we were all expecting like a, a Rancor and we got a baby Rancor. Right, yeah. Which in actual, because I mean, again, Boba Fett, that was a baby Rancor, I think, which for whatever reason, it made my heart happy that Danny Trejo is now part of the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he said that one. the rancor that he gave Boba was a youngling. Like, it was only a couple years old. Yeah, he did say that. And even and then, that rancor it's, it's was pretty good-sized. I mean, it's not the rancor that was in Return of the Jedi or that we've seen in, you know, Force Unleashed or other Star Wars media. Yeah. But yeah. this was a real baby rancor. Well, and if you think about it, I mean, so let's say the average man or like male alien is say six foot tall i mean even a baby rancor is twice that size as far as like weight and width maybe not Mm -hmm. like height height is probably i don't know eight feet tall ten feet tall and then like a a grown rancor is like probably 15 feet tall yeah it's crazy yeah. Um Oh, there's something I wanted to ask. Uh I really liked Wrecker's fight with Moochie at the end to uh get dominance. Just the fact that you could tell that they're both exhausted by the end of it. Yeah. Uh I definitely don't think Wrecker would have won. What if, character fought you know, Mochi? Wrecker. Uh Wrecker? Rick, yeah. There we go. <laughs> ah, yes, I'm sorry, I said it wrong. Um <laughs> I really don't think he would have won if that, like, it was just right out of the cage. I think that the Moochie had been fighting for a while. It's throwing hands with the, I just looked it up. It's uh, Zygerians. Throws in, throw Off in by a vowel. skinny little creepy hands. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, oh, and they fought the big creature too. The, like, lizard with the wings. What are those things called? Nah. Shame. <laughs> I I shame, won't even shame. guess. Mackenzie. Anyway, the lizard thing. Again, really I'm also episode. going off of knowledge from like I watched the first season of Bad Batch. I think I rewatched it at some point, but even then, it, it's been it's a while. Be at least a year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think this is my favorite episode out of the batch. Uh, that we watched. Uh, so two through six. Was I it really a good or a it. bad batch? It was a good batch. A good batch. Good batch of the good bad batch. batch gotcha. Tino. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really, I really like that. Uh, Omega just didn't try to like bite the Zygerians. That she was actually smart and freed the freed Moochie. Well, I think yep. this whole episode centers, isn't there like some big, like, overarching theme that Omega doesn't listen and she doesn't yeah. think with her head? Yeah. And Hunter's like, if you're going to be a part of the team, like, it, it's not just brute force. Like, it's all, it's a collection of all of our skills working together and you have to look at the situation and not just act in the situation. Because her right. favorite team member is, is Rekka. Rekka? Mm-hmm. Who just... Punches and shoots things. Omega. Can we sell him? <laughs> no. Tick. 
No, we cannot. Uh, this is also the episode where Omega gets her bow. Mm. That'll be important for the future. Because uh, she steals it off a Zygerian. Because what does every 10-year-old need? A deadly weapon. Absolutely. Right? That's I, what I'm saying. I'm only sad they didn't give her a gun, personally. Yeah. I It would have made more sense. It would have made more sense. Give her but, a gun. <laughs> um, I think they wanted to kind of distinguish her from the rest. Like, everyone kind of has their own thing. Hunter's the leader. Um, Tech's the cyborg. Or not Tech. Echo's the cyborg. Tech's the brains. Wrecker's the muscles. Omega has a bow. Yeah. Makes um, sense. I mean, let's be real. Really- they're the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yep. They are. Yeah. It's the same mm-hmm. thing. Same exact thing, basically. I didn't realize that, but you're right. Yep. Well, no, Hunter. it wasn't even me that pointed that out. It was, uh, again, I was listening to you guys' uh, episodes while I was gone. And Tuck brought up that great anecdote about how he was always Donatello and how, uh, you know, Tech is Donatello. And I was like, this whole show is just Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, it is. Right. And, and uh-huh. Omega is April. The human mm-hmm. girl that's friends with, friends with them, yeah. And yeah. Uh, Hunter is um, Leonardo. Uh, Wrecker is who? Michael. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Wrecker is uh, Raph. Raphael. There we go. <laughs> and then uh, Echo. Who is Echo? I mean, I guess he's Mike Michelangelo. I guess. But that yeah, one, that's the, that was that's the one that's, one that's kind of soft. It's, it's, it's kind of well, soft. You know if you just if you take the original, funky. if you take the original Clone Tech's, Force ninety nine, Leonardo is Hunter, like Tuck said. Raphael would be Crosshair. Michelangelo would be Wrecker, and Tech is Donatello. Yeah, and then Echo yeah. just isn't there yet. Yeah, Wrecker Echo is, is uh, Echo is the the guy. Casey. The, hockey, the, the hockey mask guy? Yeah. He's Casey. Yeah. yeah, he is Casey, yeah. Um, I think also a moment I really loved in this episode, though, was um, uh, when they're, they get to the kid and they're like, we're here to save you, Moochie. And the dad speaks in some alien languages, and then he points at the rancor, and he's like, Moochie! Moochie! Like whenever anyway. the, uh, the audience reveal... Yeah. Also, is, is, yeah. is this the Rancor that Luke kills? I think it might be. It'd be the right age. Right? No, I think that the Jabba's Rancor had a different name. I'll I'll look it up. Actually, wait, Mac, you want to look it up and I'll get us into the next episode? Yeah, I'm all over it at the speed of Google. I think so, it's, I will say, I, on a last note, I think it's either the one that Luke kills or... The one that we see in Mandal, I mean, uh, in Boba Fett. Oh, maybe. Oh maybe. no, because I mean, mm. well, it can't be because actually Rancors, I don't think they age that slow. Yeah, and it'd be yeah, twenty years. Probably. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So right. actually, it might be the one Luke kills. Continue. So, Sorry. last right. episode for today is. Oh, go ahead. So, at the speed of Google, um, it was not Moochie. Not Moochie. Uh, from Wikipedia, which is a fandom-run website, but it's it's the most reliable thing we have. It's, it's uh, good stuff. Jabba's Rancor's name was Patissa, which was given in 2016. Dope. Bib Fortuna, 
hired Sid to return the Rancor to them, which is what we Mm -hmm. see in this episode, but obviously they didn't give Moochie back. Moochie, they give Moochie to somebody else? Oh, maybe. Uh, Maybe a different hut takes Moochie. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't really think that's covered in the episode. I think they do give it back to Bib Fortuna, and that's it, yeah. Bib Fortuna gets Moochie back, for sure. Uh, and they pay Sid, um, and maybe maybe Bib Fortuna gives it to somebody else. But also, can we real quick just talk about the balls on the Zygerians stealing something from the huts, and also stealing a freaking rancor? Right. Like, yeah, I. Bro. It was it was a bold move, and uh, you know I think all things considered, they got off pretty easy. That is some pipe type stuff right there yeah stealing a rancor from the huts like you you crazy you crazy right you got that dog in you you and got respect- the dog in you <laughs> and i respect um, all right last episode decommissioned this is the episode where sid gives them the mission to go find the uh tactical droid head and they run into the uh people from uh the cone wars oh yeah yeah what's her nuts and her sister Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I watched this episode last night. Oh, I have the no idea what sisters. their names are. Yep. The sisters. Mm-hmm. That Ahsoka, like, that they live, they let Ahsoka live there rent-free, like, in the underbelly of Coruscant. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know their names. Yeah. Um, Bad Star Wars I, fan. Oh, well. <laughs> I really like this episode. It starts off with um, Omega training with her bow. She's doing really bad, and uh, you know, Echo's giving her the more of a military talk, like you know, you gotta you gotta practice to get good, get rid of your distractions. Um, I think she hits three out of twelve of her shots, so she he, so he tells her that's luck, not skill. Um, you know, and then Sid walks in, grabs the bow, bow, and hits three bullseyes in a row. Yeah. Yeah, which uh, also, I like how people are betting on it the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, yeah. so Patissa and Moochie, sorry, I've been in this deep rabbit hole of rancors. No, that's okay. Patissa and Moochie are definitely not the same thing. Moochie is a female, Patissa was a male. Okay. Because I was getting conflicting information. And that they might be the same? Yeah, they might be the same, but they're not. They're, they're definitely not. Um, Moochie's fate is, is unknown. Um, Good. I'm attached. <laughs> they were given, you know, given back to Bib Fortuna. But that's all. So maybe Moochie's fate will be revealed to us at a later time. I hope so. I hope so. Sorry, but I was like deep in the rabbit hole of having to know what happened to Moochie and if Luke actually killed Moochie. I see. That's what I've been thinking since I first saw the episode and I was devastated. So I'm feeling a little better right now. I feel nothing. <laughs> Same. Um, um, but yes, so we're on de- decommissioned. Uh, let's see what else happens. They go to the um, the facility. There's only one head, uh, and essentially, the first chunk of the episode is them fighting the sisters, trying to get the head, and then because of Omega, the police droids get alerted, and the rest of the episode is them trying to fight through all the droids together. Yeah, which actually, on a quick note real quick, can we talk about how it's kind of cool that, as far as at least tactical droids go, um, 
that as long as you can, as long as the head is intact, you can get all of the intel. You can basically mm-hmm. rebuild the entire droid just from the head. I find that interesting. Yeah. I find that very interesting. That's like the only important part. Well, I mean, we got that back in Clone Wars too. You know, they would put cables in B1 battle droid's head. Yep. Mm-hmm. And be able to get stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I just, yeah. Uh, I like that they kept that. I, th- I think it's very, very interesting. Well, I like the tactical droids too. They're very yep. interesting droids. They yeah. are. And actually, I, like, can they really fight? Like, do we ever get any of that? No. Other than, like, I mean, they can just no. command really well, but other than being good commanders, that's kind of all they got. No, it's all tactical droids are them, for. Like, anytime they're actually in a combat scenario with somebody else, they, like, die immediately. Yeah, because yeah. they can't make quick decisions. They're just pl- they're just good at playing chess. That's it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I really like that they essentially turned the tactical droid on and told them to, you know, have all the other droids kill the um, the police droids. It um it really reminded me a lot of Rebels uh, in the episode where they team up to uh, fight the Empire. Mm, the last battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or the last battle of the Clone Wars, whatever it was called. Yeah. I it definitely reminded me a lot of that episode. It made me feel a little nostalgic. Ah. Uh, nostalgic Elijah. Yes. Uh I think the last thing I wanna really say about this episode is I really I really like the fact that um It's the Cortez Hunter, sisters. I didn't look Cortez it up. Sisters. It just finally came up in my brain because I saw a picture of them. The Cortez um, sisters. So, long story short, the head gets destroyed, and they only have one little USB oh, with the data on it. It's the Martez sisters. It's Martez. the Martez sisters. Yep, for the last time, Martez sisters, that's it. This is it, that's the one. <laughs> um, but I really like that uh, he asked them what they would do with the information, and they tell him, like, oh, we're trying to get it to people who are trying to fight the Empire, and Hunter gives them the information. He gives up whatever money they were going to make, and just says here you take it you'll use it better than i would we get a little hint a little hint of what's to come a little conversation between the sisters and uh someone we don't know who yet as one of them tells them uh a batch of clones helped us out we thought maybe you'd want to know ah yes uh which will be important for uh next week and what we talk about and i will Uh, definitely watch those episodes Hell yeah, for yes, sure. Yes, Bob. Sure. Absolutely. Um, do you guys have any other thoughts on Decommissioned? I want to decommission Tuck. It was a fun episode to watch. That's pretty much all yeah. I got. But I you like know the dynamics. You know what's more fun? It's hanging here with my two best buddies. You know, it's hell. good to be back. Yeah. I'm glad <laughs> hell yeah. So glad to have Mac back. And, I mean, we do we do have a listener question that we need to talk about. But Ooh, let's pretty go. Much we got that conversation done in right under an hour. Hell yeah. All right. All I'm proud right. of us, boys. I am too, dude. I didn't think First we were going to do it. First time in a while. I didn't think we were going to do it. I got to take less yeah. notes from The key on. is for two thirds of us to just not watch <laughs> the content that we're reviewing. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. That way I can do okay. my very long monologues. Tuck can remember parts of the episode. I can remember character names. And Elijah just guides us. Yep. Hell yeah. That's what we need as a team. I will watch, <laughs> r- read, and play all the content by myself from now on. We finally found the secret formula. It's only taken us two years, adding another member, and 
you know, just reformulating the show. <laughs> Numerous yep. other yep. changes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. Um, it says, hi, Elijah. I just wanted to say I love the show and I wanted to send this email to you mostly jokingly because Mac took credit for the meme I sent him. The hot dog meme is very hilarious to me. Yes, but he said he sent it to me, but that would be incorrect. I sent it to him. Anyways, you and Tucker are doing great, but please harass house dogs slightly the next time you guys talk for taking my meme. Keep up the great work. Signed, Wife to a Thief. Ah. <laughs> Thank you, Wife to a Thief, for sending us that. Um, I'm getting the feeling that it might be um, house dog's wife, but I, I don't I- know. So that, that I think she's like maybe a big reveal. This is a like huge debate in our house. So I went back and I listened to the episode, and I'm pretty sure that I didn't say that I sent her the meme. I mm-hmm. could be wrong, but I don't mm-hmm. think I said that. But I, I also think I saw the hot dog meme before her, and I just didn't tell her, and then she sent it to she, me. Oh uh, gotcha. yes, the argument mm-hmm. that you can't prove. I like it. It's the yeah. only way to win. It's a good stance. To have. <laughs> Elijah, if you can find the audio, play it. Play it now. Like, if I just tell her that meme, like, you smell like hot dog, she just cracks up. She loves it so much. And, like, I sent it to her, like, as a joke. Like, I didn't think she would think it's that funny. Yeah. But, man, she loves it. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. Uh, If you want to be a part of this podcast or you have any questions or anything you want to talk about, to us about you can email us at animal squadron at gmail.com again that is animal squadron at gmail.com thanks again we really appreciate all of you for the animal squadron this has been mother goose and the long-awaited return of house dog as it should Hell be yeah. as well as the long-awaited return of low tech Keep You've been on the show since I've been gone. Tucker, we missed you so Keep much. I'm so glad Tucker's back. <laughs> I'm selling him. I'm selling him. That's it. That's it. I'm selling him, and not even do for not a hot be a dog slave at this to point. The Don't let him do it to you. <laughs> I'm Keep selling him. Keep chopping those wires, friends. Get after it. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <Adios>. Goodbye. <laughs>